Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Capes Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Felhound. We're here to break down two of her awesome indie comics, Commander Rao and and We Love You and Everything in Between. Welcome, Fel. How are you doing tonight? I am great. Um, I learned I'm really bad with technology tonight, but <laughs> I am great. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to talk comics with you. Um, I'm glad we got the audio issues resolved and I can hear okay now. Oh, Here's yeah. Not, not 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 a problem at all. I've been on that end where I've had to kind of just fight through the echo, hearing the echo, and it is a nightmare. So like I said, uh, if we can kind of eliminate that, that would make just everything better overall. Um, so technical difficulties aside, it's time to, to get sad. Time to get sad. Uh, break down some very emotional, devastating comics. But before we do that, let's break down who you are and how you got into creating them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so hi everybody, my name is Bellhound. I am the creator of Commander Rao and And We Love You. Um, they are dystopian action war comics that are very sad, very queer, very action-y, um, and the character has rocket boots, and everyone loves rocket boots, right? <laughs> rocket um, boots are the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've also been in a couple anthologies. Um, off the top of my head, I'm in uh, Yule, which, which was also nominated for Ringo for Best Anthology. If you're listening, you have three more hours left to vote, so please vote Commander Rao and Yule and the Ringos. Um, I'm also an editor for a free publisher called Extra Pages Press. We have a Kickstarter running right now called Sharp Wit and the Company of Women, which is a queer sword lady anthology. If that's something you're into, check it out. Um, other than that, I like to do a lot of covers and pinups for indie comics, and I really like to draw sword ladies. <laughs> we have... Uh... Our good friend uh, Guardian Andrew over on Twitch clapping hard saying woo. We have El Crudo over on YouTube stopping in to say what up and great work. Good luck. Yeah, I I had the opportunity to read and we love you and oh, I was not prepared. I kept hearing, you know, everyone saying, you know, get ready to be sad. I'm like, okay, it can't be that sad. But then I read it. And I'm like, wow, this is way sadder than I thought. I mean, this is like Homer bound times like a billion sadness. Like, oh, I was not prepared for it. Um, what inspired you to go this route with this story. I mean, I, I don't know how much of it you want to spoil and how much you, you don't, but um, there's a lot of interesting things I, I've read and seen that I, I really wasn't used to with other like traditional comics, like especially the paneling. We were talking about that before stage and the, the, the layout and the paneling is just so chef kiss. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, so I've actually had this idea for And We Love You for like 10 years. I actually it started out as like a four page short comic called The Girl with Technicolor Blood. Um, I drew it on like, you know, printer paper and ballpoint pen, um, but I really kind of sucked at drawing back then. It did not look <laughs> very good. I felt like I had a really kind of cool idea on how to exercise this visual storytelling, but I didn't have the skill to do it. So then I just kind of kept drawing and drawing it. I redrew it in 2015. I actually posted it on the internet. I posted it on Reddit. <laughs> um, it still didn't look great, so it didn't really go anywhere. And then eventually it kind of, I, I guess, like took a while before I got good enough and I wanted to attempt this comic again. Um, it's a, actually a very personal comic. It deals with a lot of themes of death and grief and loss. And it's something I guess I've always wanted to kind of write about and explore in a way to just kind of vent my own feelings on the subject. Um, but yeah, now it's finally out there in its third iteration after almost 10 years, and I'm very happy about that. 
it i mean the the hard work definitely shows because every part of this is just firing on all cylinders i i loved uh the way you uh you know quote unquote bled uh the the future and then memories from the past so while you know while she's laying out there bleeding out we're seeing her, her memories and her story like live out in this puddle of blood and that was just so like i've never seen that before what inspired that level of paneling because it was so unique that was awesome Thank you so much. Um, so the way that I got into comics was that I read this book, and that book was called Batwoman Elegy from J.H. Williams. And J.H. Williams' layouts on that book are just, like, absolutely mind-blowing. They are, like, some of the most insane things I've ever seen. Have you ever read, like, Echolands that just came out? Um, maybe. Uh, I, I, I can't really remember right now. Um, I oh. think I might have or either seen it. Yeah, it's like a landscape comic that it's also drawn by J.H. Williams, but like the way he does layouts is that they're absolutely bonkers. They look so cool. They, they do a lot of things that you don't expect comics to do. They're very, I guess, I don't know. They almost look like visual poetry in a way. Um, but I was really, really inspired by his art and the way that he handles layouts and how unconventional they are. And, you know, it's always been my dream to be able to make a comic like that that kind of blew people away with the layouts and that, mm -hmm. and that kind of made the layouts a part of the story like it's not just panels but like the way everything is laid out actually told the story as well so i think that's what i kind of wanted to do you know all those years ago and still kind of what i want to do now i want to really push the layout experiment with it and just try to take the medium in bold new directions and see where it goes uh, mission accomplished because holy crap i've read a lot of indie comics and this was one of the very few where i'm like dude i don't think i've ever seen any of this even in like books that are like mainstream like the big two like i don't think they're paneling on this type of level and uh not only that but like uh the art the color is just phenomenal uh can we give a shout out to uh, your letterer though I, I think you you have someone else do the lettering on this yes um that's lucas Catoni. he is amazing and super talented um like honestly i his lettering just kind of blew me away he like <laughs> you know made custom brushes just to get the lettering bubbles he like you know whenever there was an action scene he like made the sound effects really pop and it yeah. just meshed so well with the art like i like lucas is amazing i'm so glad i got to work with him and like the you know even on the preview page that we see uh right now uh switching on the image slideshow uh when you know when when the present day the lettering seemed a little bit different than like going to the past almost like i love like the different variations and everything it just it was such a unique experience uh so I, i'm curious though give us a little bit about the main protagonist julie because she has you know obviously the pivotal role in this book but it doesn't stop with just this book uh, she's involved in another one as well correct uh, yes, yeah, so she <laughs> she has a smaller role in the next book, but the, um, in And We Love You, it's really Julie's story. And Julie is a, a young girl who grew up in this kind of dystopian future where there is a, a massive war being waged by this evil baron against a place called the United Republic. And Julie had a very troubled childhood. She had a very troubled upbringing. And so... You know, she didn't have a lot going for her in life. And when she sees the army being like, hey, you can have everything you've ever wanted. You can have glory and fame and, and you know, money. You can have a better life. Julie's like, yeah, I'll sign And we might have a little bit of an issue, uh, connectivity issue right now. Everyone watching will be back in just a few seconds. 
No worries. The great thing about post-production, though, is we can clean this all up. Hey, there you are. Welcome back. Yeah, and that was another Thanos clip. But anyway, she's time for war. Um, and yeah, it finds out that it's really not what they make it seem like it is. It's all propaganda, and war is a terrible, terrible thing. And... <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, J. Michael Miller over on YouTube stopping in and say, I love this comic. Yeah, this is, it was such, I love this comic too. I was just uh, asking if I'm like, where can I buy the physical? I need this physical. Speaking of uh, where, where people can buy this, you know, where where all can people buy And We Love You and Commander Row? Yeah, so um, you can find both of those uh, comics, at least the Kickstarter versions, on my website at falhoundart.com slash store. Um, you can also find Commander Rao um, on, in comic book stores, or you can go on the Scout website, and they have all the versions out there as well. Um, and yeah, and, and We Love You, I think, should be coming to stores next year sometime. But if you don't want to wait, then you can always just grab it from my web store. I have many copies left, so please buy one. <laughs> I love, uh, there, there are so many awesome uh, little Easter eggs in this too. Uh, one scene in particular with uh, Julie and uh, Casey is uh, the Captain uh, Marvel comic. Uh, when they're sitting, uh, they're getting the mail call. I love all the little Easter eggs too in this. There's just, it seems like there was so much love and heart put into this and it just like radiates it. Yeah, there are actually so many Easter eggs. Like I, I've, I've been tempted to just go through the list of all the little Easter eggs. But yeah, Captain Captain Marvel's in it. There's a lot of them. Um, so one of the characters, Casey, really loves comic books. So I put in like some of my friends' comics in there as well. Um, the editor of And We Love You, Frankie White, he had a comic called Twenty Fists. And in one of the first few pages, it's kind of covered by the lettering. But if you took away the lettering, you'll see that Julie is actually wearing a Twenty Fists shirt. So I want to get rid of that. <laughs> But yeah, and there's even references to like um, my earlier comic, Do You Believe in an Afterlife? There's two characters from that who have cameos in this book, and I was just like, let's see how much I can put in. I love that. I love that a lot. So you said uh, a big part of the story was uh, like the propaganda around war and and everything, and I really think that is showcased well. I, I when I was reading this, um, you've seen like all the hope, you know, r quickly get washed away, and um, this, you know, Julian and her squad, they're they're really like left to you know fend for themselves, and I thought that was such a bleak situation to not only start out with, but to like to build back up into. I thought like that that level of storytelling was just like remarkable. Thank you. Um. So, and when I was kind of making this book, I started watching a lot of, I guess war documentaries and war movies. Um, I watched a lot of like World War One, World War II movies, and there was this one in particular called, um, I think it was like They Shall Not Grow Old by Peter Jackson. It's about World War One, and it's taken from like the perspective of a lot of the soldiers who fought in World War One and how they kind of joined up and how they were really kind of shaken when they actually went to the front lines and just saw how devastating it was. And I don't know, I feel like in some ways, with media the way it is now, we've become, you know, you always hear about bad news, and I feel like people are becoming a little desensitized to mm -hmm. it in some ways, because there's so much of it, and I think a part of why I wanted to make this comic is to just also be like a reminder that we can't get complacent about bad stuff happening, <laughs> like we have to feel bad about it so that we can do something to stop it. I that I think the way you explain that is like a way I haven't heard. Like you're 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 100 right with that. Like 
it's almost the norm now, you know, to, to, to see like those horrible like cartel videos or the, the after effects of the ongoing war and people just share it left and right. And they're like, oh, look at this. This is funny. But it's it's not. It's horrific. Um, you know, 20 years ago, uh, we would not have been as desensitized to that, uh, you know, as we are today. Um, so how do you how do you go about fighting against that within this book? Like, what, what are some of the ways um, you go to show like that, that you know, we don't want to go towards being okay with that? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think these, you know, these are war comics, but, you know, I don't feel like it's right to make a war comic that isn't inherently anti-war in some way. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, war is not a good thing. It's never a good thing. Um, but, I mean, short of just showing how awful it is, I think it's, I guess from my perspective, sort of breaking down a lot of the, <laughs> the propaganda almost that I see in a lot of military like places you know the the fighting for fame and fighting for glory and how it's not really like that once you make it to the front lines like there's you know uh, you know there's that saying how war has no winners really because no matter what you do there's always this huge cost of human suffering and i wanted to make that almost like the main theme of and we love you like the death and the suffering and how you know people's whole lives are taken away and you know a lot of us don't really know who those people are but they have so much rich history and rich story that we will never know and that's kind of sad to think about <laughs> yeah, i'm getting emotional again <laughs> i'm getting emotional again we have a uh, our hand productions over on youtube uh pete jackson's documentary is a must watch i'm gonna have to watch it now i've seen a couple um, I think what Band of Brothers was like the last big like series that I watched, and that was a, that was pretty good too. I felt, but um, I'm gonna have to check out P. Jackson. Yeah, I, I actually started Band of Brothers too as well. I didn't finish it; I was only a couple episodes in. But um, yeah, also another great war movie, 1917. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the other one too? The tank one, uh, uh Furry, Fury. Uh, I haven't seen that one though. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. That's pretty graphic. I'll put it on my to watch list. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this story starts off in a really interesting way, too, I thought. You know, you have your main character effectively die. Was that a challenge for you? You know, keeping the story going, keeping the pacing going, and keeping readers, like, interested in, in the story, knowing that ultimately she's dead. You know, that seems like it would be a, a heavy thing to write around. Yeah, I mean, it was always my intention that she was going to die right away because that's kind of how the story unfurls. It, You know, I wanted to make it so that, you know, at first we just have this random person. We don't know anything about her and she just dies. And this could have been really any person that you don't know who just randomly dies. But then mm -hmm. as we go along the story, you learn more and more about her and you I wish I was really good at editing because I would have like a Thanos like, like pop up and just snap at this moment but i'm not that good <laughs> well, all right we, we're good we're good i was just saying i wish i was good at editing like to a point where i could have a thanos just come up and snap like right at that moment because that'd be perfect but i'm not on that level yet uh so we're just gonna have to do like a cut and paste but no no problem at all with that yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> internet's being a little shittier than normal i don't know why um Crap, what was my train of thought again? Where did I leave off? So we were talking about starting with the protagonist dying and working around that. Yes. Yeah, so as we go along the story, 
we get to know more and more about Julie, and then we start to feel more and more bad for her, I guess. Yes. <laughs> now we're starting to get to know her more, and that's kind of how this. I wanted the story to progress. Like, I wanted it to be like, oh, here's a stranger. I don't care about them. And then at the end of the story, you're like, oh, I actually care a lot about the stranger now that I know about them, and then feel sad. <laughs> no, it, it, it was. And, uh, you know, now that I think about it, uh, the, the war propaganda and stuff, like, I think you really hit that on the head, too. Um, you know, even in, in modern day society, they do like, they go right for kids coming out of high school and, you know, hey, uh, join join the military, be everything you want to be. Here's a thousand dollar sign on. Uh, but they don't do a good job of telling you the after effects and, and like what's going to happen, you know, worst case scenario. And you know, I think I think that is like such a nice like balance to try to do, right? Like show you know them like trying to hit you with the propaganda and showing you the after effects as well. And um, yeah, I just I love the way you balanced uh, what was happening in the future uh, with uh, the past. You know, um, after she dies, what's happening with her with her carcass and everything? And then like as as the blood is trailing, and more and more stories are are coming. Uh, and then there was also some certain parts too where uh, the blood trails have like a like it looked like a multicolored like aura around them. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think part of like the original title for this comic used to be called The Girl with Technicolor Blood. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to make the blood memories really colorful and stark contrast to like the bleak surroundings. Um, unfortunately, The Girl with Technicolor Blood was a really long title, so I had to. <laughs> keeps the same i really want the memories to be really colorful and bright even though they're like sad memories but they're Mm -hmm. like you know represent life versus like the really black and white bleak surroundings oh absolutely so uh with your other comic uh commander roe um how does this tie in you know give us a little bit about that one because that one just recently dropped too right yeah so commander Rao actually came before and we love you i made that one first and then and we love you is a prequel to commander Rao. um it's a long story how they're related essentially they began as two separate stories and I decided to make them in the same world because why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so Commander Rao is a prequel, I mean, a sequel to And We Love You. And it takes place 10 years later. Um, we kind of see it, it's very much a revenge story for what happened in And We Love You. So, you know, Julie died in And We Love You. It was very tragic. And, but Julie had this, um, you know, a very, a very close friend, almost a lover, if you will, in And We Love You, who is ultimately not happy that she died. So, you know, you- I was... Oh, sorry, sorry I didn't no. interrupt you. I was gonna, I like, I, the, I, I couldn't contain, I was really hoping they were gonna get together. Like, it was like right there, you put it right on the cusp, um, and like, the, the door shuts, head on fist, I'm like, no! <laughs> I, you know, for what it's worth, I really wanted to get, I really wanted them to get together too, but then the, the story happened. It was the mm-hmm. narrative. It's controlled by the narrative. I'm gonna have to check out this sequel because uh, the revenge story sounds like it's gonna be insane. Like, it sounds like it's gonna be, be even more bloodthirsty. It, it is very much. You get to see a grown-up Casey just going around murdering bad guys just going bonkers and yeah um and there's also a lot of easter eggs between the two books as well so mm-hmm. maybe read both of them you can kind of catch both of them <laughs> but yeah very much um commander Rao is a lot more action-packed i made that story initially to practice fight scenes so it's a you know it, it does do some pretty cool things with layouts but in like a different way more like an action way more than a bloody way <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. Uh, th just the the way you're able to like work these stories into one another. It's it's awesome. We have uh, Jay Michael Miller. I loved it, and uh, I love to show how vibrant their lives are. Yeah, that was another big thing too. Is uh, is how uh, like how colorful their lives were together. We have uh, Chris Moses over on Twitch. This is a powerful interview. Some indie greatness here. I got I got to agree too. I'm so excited. We finally got fell on the show. Um, when I first started this, I I was seeing your work, and I'm like, dude, I got I got to get fell on. Like this, this is just some fire here. And then to get the opportunity to read it too. Thank you so much again for that. Um, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to send you all the things. I'm happy to talk to you and everybody listening. Thank you for listening and hello. Um, but yeah, I, I am so excited to chat with you about this book. I am sorry about the sadness. Kind of sorry. <laughs> So coming off of Kickstarters, uh, how did how did that feel for you uh, running those Kickstarters, uh, especially your first one? How was that that experience for you? <laughs> so initially, I wasn't even going to run a Kickstarter. I remember talking to, to my friend Frankie White and I was like, you know, this is going to be, you know, just a, a short action comic I'm doing for practice. I'm actually going to throw it out for free. And he was like, don't throw it out for free. Just put it on Kickstarter. Make some money. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I do like money. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's how I kind of threw it on Kickstarter. Um, I got a lot of help and advice before I really took it on because I knew it was going to be, I guess, something different. And I think a part of me was ready to put the work in, but I also wasn't expecting how much work it actually is to, like, order everything and ship everything and print everything. Um, initially, Commander Rao, when it first... Uh, printed there was like a massive print error in half the book so I had to like wait oh no reprinted from another printer but you know it was a learning experience so I, I, I learned uh, I made a new friend Ricky Lima who helps me put all the production stuff together he is amazing and really smart knows a lot about printing and he helped me out so for Anna We Love You, things were a lot smoother, even though I had more stuff to ship. I felt like I was more organized mm -hmm. and I didn't get a totally botched print run. About <laughs> to go Casey on that printer. <laughs> 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 so uh, after breaking down uh, both of these great stories, what's what's next for you in the indie scene? Any other projects that you're working on? I know you said uh, you were the editor of an anthology that was uh, currently uh, running a Kickstarter. Yeah, so uh, me and my friends Brent and Michelle at Extra Pages Press. Um, so Extra Pages Press is like Brent and Michelle's baby. They made like a queer publishing house to kind of make a lot of queer anthologies. And we are currently running our second one called Sharp Wit and the Company of Women, abbreviated to SWAT Cow. Um, it's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much a, a queer sword lady anthology, and it, it's very cool. We've got a lot of really cool talent on board. We have like, you know, Leanna Kangas and Justin Richards. We've got mm -hmm. Danny Lawrence, Guy Patridge. Um, a lot of other people. I don't know why names are escaping me, but it's all it's all very cool people. Um, like the art looks beautiful. We are almost at fifty percent funding. Let's go. Like a day and a half. So hopefully by the time this campaign ends, we will we will have all the funding we need to make it come to life. Uh, our cover art is by the amazing Tila Lote, who drew like this beautiful, beautiful cover art. And yeah, if anybody wants to check it out, SWATCOW.com, we can find the <laughs> Was uh Was that acronym like on purpose? <laughs> um, so I, I didn't make the title. Uh, that's kind of Brett and Michelle's thing. Um, <laughs> I want to find 
I would like to say that it was kind of on purpose because I think it's so funny to say SWAT cow. I'm just thinking of like a SWAT team of cows like busting in the door. <laughs> Moo! <laughs> right? Or, or like in the fly swatter and just swatting the cows. Like, you know, but is that, that, that's why I can't do art. I'm not creative on that level right there. <laughs> So, Fel, before we begin wrapping things up completely, um, I always love ending this interview on a strong note for because as much as this is a podcast where we really showcase you and your work, it's a nice learning platform for anyone who might be new in the scene who's watching and, and trying to pick up on some nuggets of wisdom. So with that being said, for anyone who's watching and maybe they're struggling with just getting writing done or getting the art process started, what type of advice would you offer them to help them get motivated just to get started? Ooh, that's a great question. Um my biggest thing always is to make and draw what you love and not worry about what other people want um i feel like if you start drawing things for other people you get burnt out really quickly and you lose sight of what makes you happy mm -hmm. so honestly just draw what you want and passion follows passion if people see that you're excited about what you're making then they will be excited about what you're making as well so yeah just have fun with it draw what you want and do what you love and hopefully things will go from there. That's awesome. I love that piece of advice because um, your passion is what's going to get you going through the days where you don't want to go, right? Like it, it's it's like what pushes you to go harder and harder. Uh, Arham Productions already backed. Can't wait to read it. I believe that was about the SWAT cow anthology. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll be dropping that link uh, in the post-production video as well for anyone that's watching. So, Fel, thank you so much for coming back on. I, I appreciate this. This was such an awesome sit down as well. Um, everyone watching, be sure to check out the links. We're going to have the link to the store uh, for both issues, Commander Row and uh, and We Love You. Um, and then I'll drop that anthology in there as well. Fel, thank you so much for swinging by. Everyone watching, it is new comic book day. Treat yourself to some new books and check out those links. With that being said, we are going to be logging off. I hope you all have an awesome night, but most importantly, keep it geekly. <laughs>